You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Hey guys, Happy New Year. It is 2024. Hello, you hoods. <laughs> We have made it to another year, and I don't know about you, but I'm extremely thankful to have made it into the new year. But of course, to kick off the new year in their true pain-in-the-ass fashion, the IRS has provided yet another hoop for us small business owners to jump through, the introduction of the Corporate Transparency Act. Lesai. Thankfully, though, we have our OG sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services, here to break down everything for us and help us understand the context per usual. So without further ado, let's welcome back Mr. Eric Palasek of Companion Tax and Accounting Services. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by our Diamond Tear partner, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. If you've been tuning in, you've probably heard from the mastermind himself, the owner, Mr. Eric Palasek. This isn't just any tax firm, folks. It's a team that has got my full trust. Yes, they are the wizards I turn to for all things tax and bookkeeping services. Why? Because Companion Tax is tailor-made for us companions. They've been in business since 2011, setting the gold standard right out of South Florida. And guess what? They are licensed in all states. So whenever you're ready to elevate your financial plans and dive into the future with Companion Tax, head over to companiontax.com, fill out their quick new client form, and kickstart your financial success. Hello, Eric. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Hey, Vivian. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me back. I'm sorry it's been so long. It has been a while, but we kind of needed you. (laughs) Well, I'm happy to help. How was your New Year's? My New Year's was great. Had a lot of fun. Spent it mostly with uh, family. How about yourself? Same, same. And maybe a client. (laughs) (laughs) Both. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. For those of our listeners who haven't listened to your previous episodes, please reintroduce yourself and tell us why we should listen to you on this subject. Sure. My name is Eric Polasek. I'm the owner now of Companion Tax. Some of you might have heard from my uh, predecessor, Mary Lee Miller. We've been in the business over 10 years. I am a licensed enrolled agent, which means I took a very long three-part test from the IRS to get my certification in taxation. I can represent you through all tax matters all the way up to the tax court. The IRS made sure I know what I'm talking about. Awesome. Awesome. So of course, the IRS per use is being a pain in our ass with yet another (laughs) thing that they're passing a new law. Another thing. What is the introduction of the Corporate Transparency Act? Listen, as of now, it is in effect the Corporate Transparency Act. This was actually passed by the uh, U.S. Treasury Department. It was actually passed in 2020. It was passed a while ago as part of the Anti-Money Laundering Act. Like with all things, it took them a little while to actually implement it. Basically, the Corporate Transparency Act, which is a part of this larger act, was enacted to enhance corporate transparency and combat financial crime. And specifically what they want the law to do is 
It directs the U.S. Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which is FinCEN, to establish and maintain a national registry of beneficial owners and entities that are considered reporting companies. They estimate that this year alone, it's going to affect about 32,556,000 business entities to comply with the act. Wow. So anti-money laundering, I guess because of all the PPP loans or <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, it's the PPP loans. You know, it's and in a way the shell companies, you know, multiple companies holding on to other ones and really trying to muddy the waters of who owns what. So once again, the actions of billionaires are actually hurting us small businesses. We don't have shell companies. Like, what the hell? 100%. <laughs> yeah, this is a classic case of the people that it's really going to affect or that it's aimed at probably are not going to feel it. Yeah, because they can afford lawyers. Yeah, and small business owners are going to feel the brunt of this. That's how it always works. So who needs to file? Okay, the law states that beneficial owners of a reporting company. So in order to translate that, what that actually means is we have to define what the reporting company is and what a beneficial owner is. A reporting company is a corporation, a limited liability company, or other similar entity that is created by filing a document with the Secretary of State or a similar office under the law of that state. So essentially, if you're not a sole proprietorship, that basically covers everybody else. So sole proprietorships aren't going to be affected, basically everybody else. So if you have an LLC, which a lot of us do, we're affected. You're affected. You're considered, you have a reporting company. Part two of that is the beneficial owner of a reporting company. And a beneficial owner is any individual who directly or indirectly meets one of two criteria. The first one was exercising a substantial control over the reporting company, or two, owning or controlling at least 25% of the ownership interest of that reporting entity. They actually made that a two-parter because there are some owners that maybe exercise control over a company, but aren't necessarily shareholders. They might be on the board. They might not have an ownership stake. So they really tried to make that definition about as broad as possible to cover everyone. But in the cases of most of us, we are pretty much everything, kit and caboodle. Correct. You're everything. So most of my clients, and I'm sure most in the community, you don't have a partnership. You know, you don't have a board. I mean, you are the sole owner of the company. So for sure, it'll be you. Is this a one-time thing or is this something we're going to have to do every year? Essentially, as it's written up right now, it's going to be a one-time thing. You're going to file you know, your initial report. They call it a beneficial ownership information report, a BOI report. You only have to file it once. However, companies, reporting entities are going to need to file new BOIs within 30 days of certain events. Like if you registered another DBA, you know, if your business has a doing business as a different name. Okay. Yeah. You would have to register for that. You know, if for some reason, you know, there was a change in the beneficial owners or officers, or, you know, if you had a change in your name, you know, you got married, had a name change, changed the address where you were living at, or any kind of unique identifying number that you used to file the report, like a driver's license, you know, if that number changed, you would need to file a new report. Got it. And is this something you can help us with or are we on our own? 
they've rolled out this huge compliance thing you know that they want to do there is not a ton of guidance on it but we have been researching it previous to 2024 we're going to help out it's a service that we do intend to offer we are probably going to hold off on offering it until after the initial tax season uh, april 15th for most companies you have a, a year grace to make this initial report, even though you need to start filing it for any company that's already in existence prior to January 1st, 2024, the government's going to give you until January 1st, 2025 to make the initial report. So we have all of 2024. It is something that needs to be taken care of, but we have a little time to do it. Okay, good to know. So what exactly needs to be filed and who do we file it with? The beneficial ownership information report Basically, what's going to be on there is it's going to be the full legal name, your date of birth, your current residential or business street address, and then they're going to want a unique identifying number on it, you know, passport, driver's license, or some other government-issued identification document. If you don't have one of those, they also made mention that you can apply with FinCEN directly for a unique identifier through them. I can only imagine what kind of headache that's going to be for most people, should be able to have a passport or driver's license. And I would go with that. And just for the record, the entity we're filing it with, FinCEN, stands for Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. What a name. (laughs) Yeah. And they're a subgroup of the U.S. Treasury Department. Lovely. Always have their hands in our pockets, only to go spend it on wars. Anyways. When will the uh, initial beneficial ownership information, BOI, need to be filed with FinCEN? So if you already have your company, if it's already set up, you had your LLC in effect before January 1st, 2024, you have all of 2024. So you have up until January 1st, 2025 to file. Now, if you're planning on creating an LLC or any other kind of entity at the state level after January 1st, 2024, you have 30 days to file that report. So you have 30 days from whenever you get the articles of organization back from the state saying it's active. So I know a lot of ladies definitely would want to know this as far as how it affects our privacy, because many of us use registered agents to protect our identities. What does that mean for us? It's a big question that I've been getting from my clients as well. And I actually have some good news on this front. Per the law, the information is going to be confidential and it cannot be publicly disclosed. This is for intergovernmental reporting. It's for the federal government to know, and they will make it available to essentially federal, state, and local law enforcement or other regulatory agencies upon their request. You know, essentially boils down to it's not supposed to be that they just are, you know, requesting a list. You know, if a federal or a state agency is investigating a financial crime, you know, they can make a request to the database. That's the intended purpose. The other kind of institution that would be able to get this information are a financial institution, only with the consent from the reporting company. So from you. Essentially what this is going to be, it kind of replaces when you open up your business bank account or you're going to the bank, you know, they're asking for your ID and all this identification and forms, and they're verifying your identity and they go through a check. Essentially, this is supposed to stop the banks or the financial institutions from having to do that. Now they just 
have you sign a paper? Can we make a request to FinCEN to check your BOI information? And they'll get it from FinCEN instead of from you. So if you had like a cop as a client and he decided he wanted to be mean to you, he couldn't like just go get your shit. <laughs> Correct. Although I don't know why anybody would see a cop. Hey, that's a different story for another day. Playing with fire there. But yes, I mean, uh, <laughs> if they were to try to even request it, it's not like they could just request. I mean, they would have to have reason. You know, it would be a report. And, and they would probably need to be really connected for them to even be able to search for one individual BOI. Correct. So bottom line is this is not going to be on a you know, Department of State website, like, you know, LLC information, you know, this is not something that's going to be easily searchable, or even John Q. Public could pay a fee to have. I mean, this will be confidential information kept by the federal government. So this is basically for the feds. Great. Awesome. Yay. What are the penalties for not filing or providing false information? Willfully providing false information to FinCEN or failing to file a complete report right now, you know, they said it's up to. So they haven't given it might be less, but at maximum, there could be a civil penalty of up to $10,000 and criminal penalties of up to two years imprisonment. They're trying to tell you they're taking this seriously. You know, that being said, I'm sure like with many things, it's going to be the severity of the infraction how much false information was provided, how negligent you were on filing. You know, that's not the automatic penalty. It can be up to it. Good news too, though, the act does allow for a safe harbor, which, you know, if you accidentally provided false information or messed up on your report, there is a provision in there that they're kind of giving you safe harbor as long as you make a correction to the report within 90 days. So yeah, you have three months. So if you filed off the report, realized you made a mistake, don't panic and start looking at foreign countries to live in. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like the whole world is a shit show. Where are you going to go? But at least on that front, you can file your amended report and you'll be okay. I'm still trying to figure out who in the billionaire sphere started this nonsense. Like, who did something for the feds to decide to start this nonsense? Hey, you and me both. I don't know. It's Tesla. It's X, you know, it's Meta. It's all those guys offshoring their profits to, uh, you know, foreign companies. Yeah, it's definitely one of those fuckers. <laughs> exactly. And then they decide to come down on, you know, little baby hoes like us. <laughs> oh, my God. So is there anything else we need to know regarding this new law? That's about it. We went over time to file, what's going to need to be filed, who needs to be filed, which, you know, is everyone within the year. You know, like I said, the good news is your information is not going to be publicly available. You know, there is going to be a shred of privacy. This law was basically made to modernize the United States anti-money laundering and legal landscape. Really, it's a law enforcement tool. It's not really supposed to be used to detect new financial crimes. You know, if you're conducting, you know, your business as you have been, I can't make guarantees, but I'd say you don't really have anything to worry about from this law. What it is going to do, it's an extra hardship in the sense that it's one more compliance thing that you have to do. It's going to carry financial cost of filing the report. They've really shifted this burden from you know, financial institutions and from government agencies onto small business owners. You know, as far as you know, having to be afraid of it, 
you know, fearing that, you know, either your identity is going to be revealed or that by giving this information, you're going to expose yourself to prosecution from some government agency. The chances of that are slim to none. I'm thinking that this probably will also help some of us that have been needing to clean up our LLCs anyways to go ahead and do it. So either dissolve it and start fresh or clean up what you've been meaning to clean up anyway. 100%. Yeah, it's definitely a good prompt. Get that house in order. Okay, well, where can our listeners find out more about you and book you to help them with this new law? <laughs> Absolutely. Our website is uh, www.companiontax.com or you can reach us at our main line, 954-320-7576. Email is eric at companiontax.com. Shoot me your questions. I'll be happy to answer them. Thank you so much, Eric, for helping us clarify this new pain in our asses. You're welcome. <laughs> we appreciate you coming on the show, and hopefully we'll have you back to talk about everything accounting, you know, the stuff we just love to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I love coming on the show. I always feel like I'm the bearer of bad news, but I guess it's a pitfall of the job. No, you're keeping us in line. I mean, we got to be compliant. So it's a necessary, I don't want to say evil because you're doing us a great service. Like it's the IRS that's evil. So either way, we appreciate your time and definitely appreciate you coming on. Vivian, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on. Always a pleasure and look forward to being on again. Yes, I'm wishing you a prosperous and thriving 2024. Likewise. Yes. Wish me luck and grace. Tax season is here. So um, I will be crawling into my cave for about the next three and a half months. Trust me, I still have my work to do on my bookkeeping and whatnot. So I'm right there with you. All right. Well, good luck. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you. You too. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash T-S-E-G-P. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at Exotic Vivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.